This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Britney Spears has gotten married to her longtime boyfriend, Sam Asgari. It was an intimate ceremony with some big names in attendance. Madonna was there. Hmm. Paris Hilton. Selena Gomez. Kate Hudson. Gwyneth Paltrow. Hmm. Kevin Federline wasn't there, her ex-husband, and neither were her two kids. One of Britney's exes was almost there. Uh, Remember she got married to like a friend of hers from high school? Shared the name with George Costanza actor Jason Alexander. Oh, yeah. It didn't last long, but she was married to this guy for a short time. And he showed up. TMZ has the video. You, you got to watch it. It is scary how close he gets to the wedding. He actually gets into the venue. The wedding is not going on at this point. It seems earlier in the day. Uh, but he, he's in the house at one point, jumps the fence, live streams the whole thing hmm. for the world to see. Hey, tell me the truth. Where's Brittany? Brittany, Brittany. Brittany gotta have a gun. No. Hey, Brittany. Get out, bro. No, get out. You gotta leave. Don't put your hands on me. Don't put your hands on me. Kind of sounded like he said, I have a gun. He, he said, did. I don't have a gun. Oh. Because the security guard reaches for his gun. Okay, well, don't just don't say the word gun <laughs> in any situation <laughs> like this. But he's in Britney's house. Like, he jumps a fence, runs across the yard. He's in Britney Spears' house at this point. Security's telling him to leave. He runs outside, and he goes into the, uh, the tented area where the wedding's going to be and starts talking to random people. So here's the inside scoop, guys, of the bullshit wedding. Jason Alexander. What's up? You love roses? Who are you? Michael. Michael, that's Michael, guys. It's Jason. First husband, here to crash it. (laughs) (laughs) You're really hanging on to that first husband. uh, I feel like like Jason Alexander has not moved on (laughs) in life. It doesn't get better for him than being Britney Spears' husband for a hot minute. Yeah, no, that's a big deal. But what about Britney Spears' security? Where are these guys? Like, this guy has now been wandering around. There's a little confusion. At one point, one of the security guards gives this guy, like, a handshake, high-five sort of deal. I'm Jackson Alexander, first husband. I'm here to crash the wedding, bro. (laughs) Good luck. Who's going to stop him? Well, eventually security caught on. This is the, uh, the moment of takedown. Now, my name's Jason Alexander. Uh, Brittany invited me here. Brittany Spears invited me here. She's my first wife, my only wife. I'm her first husband. I'm here to crash the wedding because nobody's here but Sam. So we're the, the family and where's the, there's Kate right there. Kate, Kate, come here, Kate. Yeah, that's it. Jason Alexander was gone at that point. I think the charade was over once he said, she invited me here to crash the wedding. (laughs) A bit of an oxymoron. (laughs) Yeah. If you're invited, you're not crashing, Jason. And if you're crashing, you're not invited. It is kind of a compliment, though. If if you had somebody, if you're getting married to Sarah and one of your exes barged in and was like, "No, Jim, don't do it. I oh, still love you." That would be cool. You're amazing. And then you can turn to Sarah at the end of the altar once once people get up to drag your your ex girlfriend out of the building. You can look at Sarah and say, 
See? <laughs> See how lucky you are? See how good of a man I am? <laughs> I'm in high demand, baby. You know what? I might pay somebody to do that. Because <laughs> it would be a pretty nice get, feather in the cap. Get them to speak up. Uh, when like when they say, like, speak now, forever hold your peace. Exactly. Oh, amazing. Jim, I still love you. <laughs> My name's Jason Alexander. What? I'm here to crash the wedding. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Do you have big weekend plans, Jim? Uh, what do I have on the go? I got a soccer game on Sunday. That's a big deal. Nice. So we're going to be learning another Mandarin phrase yes. on Monday's show with, with your team, Great Wall FC. Mm-hmm. And I'll be hosting the uh, Big Sugar Show at Rock and Wheel and Mount Bridges on a Saturday night, which yeah. I'm looking forward That'll to. That'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. For spinal cord research mm-hmm. and awareness, spinal cord injuries. Um, you? I, I'm thinking I might go fishing. Really? Yeah. Didn't know you're much of a fisherman. Well, I've, I've been inspired by this story. <laughs> this is uh, great. So a, a couple of guys were out fishing in Shelbyville, Indiana. That's a real place? Old Shelbyville. Yeah, you know wow. where it is? No, but I know that it's right near Springfield. <laughs> it's right next door, right <laughs> by the uh, lemon tree. Yeah, Shelbyville, Indiana. They're out on the Ohio River uh, fishing for catfish, and they got a twenty pounder. Hmm. That's a big old fish. One of the guys says he grabs it and he feels something hard inside the fish, and they're like, "What the heck is in there? It doesn't feel natural." Like. Um, it's got to be a foreign object. So they get it back and they're, you know, like you do, you you cut the fish up. And when they open her up, out falls a uh, uh, very uh, realistic looking sex toy. Oh boy. It's flesh colored. So wait, so if you say it's super realistic, they must have not, they must have thought it might have been a human body part when it first fell out, right? You would think. Well, I think the suction cup on the end of it oh. <laughs> was a dead giveaway. And the fact that it was 18 inches. <laughs> you want to see a picture of it? Oh, goodness. I <laughs> These guess guys, so. look, at the, look at how hard this guy is laughing. Can you imagine cutting open a fish? And you find this thing in there. Look at the, the suction cup to stick it to the wall, I guess. Oh, that is. That looks like it's been in the in the belly for a while. Right. That is disgusting. <laughs> that is so weird. But it's funny because it's kind of like a giant night crawler. You know what I mean? Like if the fish sees it floating around, what else is it to think other than like a source of food? Yeah. The, uh, the one guy's wife, his name's Richard, his wife and three-year-old daughter were there when they cut the fish open. The wife covered the daughter's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the three-year-old kept saying, why'd you cover my eyes, mommy? What was in the fish? What kind of bait is that? What was in the fish? <sighs> kind of makes you nervous to swim in the Ohio River now, if you're a man anyways. Because it's like Jaws, once they get a taste for human blood. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, don't go skinny dipping. Once these catfish get a taste for you know what. <laughs> There's no stopping them. <laughs> I like how the, you said, Taz, that this has inspired you to go fishing. <laughs> well, you, you never, never know what you're going to find. You never know what you're going to catch. <laughs> in, in hindsight, I regret that segue. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
couple ladies who know how to crank out some killer jams. The Wilson sisters, Heart. Jim, uh, we were just talking about Heart off the radio the other day. I, I blew your mind. You you really did. Sometimes I don't really listen closely to lyrics. A lot of songs that you hear like often on the radio that I've heard a million times, I never listened that closely. Like We talked about like 10 years ago, my boy's going to play in the b- big leagues. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the kid dies in it. Isn't Tom it? Cochran. It's yeah. a sad song. I never knew. I thought that was like a pump up. I would listen to that song like in somebody's shed <laughs> on a Friday night and be like, my boy's going to. I had no idea that it was a dark, dark song. Yeah. The boy's going to play in the big leagues, but got in an accident. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a, like a mourning father singing about how his son never got the chance yeah. to play in the big leagues. It's like the most depressing now it is, song right. I've ever heard. And I thought it was a fun song. And you thought Hearts, All I Want to Do is Make Love to You was just a romantic song that your parents would put on when they wanted to spend a little quality time together back in the day. I don't know about the second half of that sentence, but definitely I thought it was a, your average love song. This is one of those songs, like, it, it stood out. Like, you remember this song being on the radio when you were growing up, right? Oh, this song, there's a radio station up north called Moose FM that's like, plays the most generic, like, uh, easy listening music, and this song yeah. is on it all the time, and I, I would listen to it constantly. All I want to do is make love to you. I explain, and if you watch the music video, it's very clear what this song is about. Now, this song is about a woman <laughs> whose husband is shooting blanks, so she goes out and picks up a sexy hitchhiker and has sex with him so she can get pregnant and have a kid. Never would have guessed that. Sexy hitchhiker, there he is. Standing by the road, no umbrella, no coat. Ooh, he needs a ride, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Offers him a ride. What about? I just get a little confused. What about this part? When he saw his own eyes because she had a kid with the guy, he didn't know about it. He thought he just got really lucky with the person who picked him up on, <laughs> in the rain for that, that free car ride. I'll never have to deal with the consequences of this night. <laughs> what? What, I do, just don't what are you confused it. by? So Okay, so she's she has a man. They're potentially married because they're trying to have a baby. He's yeah. not fertile. So instead of going to a fertility doctor, she drives down the side of the street, picks up the first hitchhiker she can find. And well, says, Put it a doesn't. Baby in my it belly. doesn't specify how long she drove around until she found the right hitchhiker. Until he was at least six feet tall. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like a he pretty job. Like, look at this guy. Look, he's a pretty handsome hitchhiker. In the video, but <laughs> when she was writing the lyrics, who was the? Why is the why? Well, she's very apologetic about the whole thing. Oh, so she likes the guy. No, another man. The one that originally she was with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't want to break that up just because this is the father. What he couldn't give me was the one little thing that you can. 
his seed. They walked in the garden. They planted a tree. It's the kid. <laughs> you know, you could have had a, you could have had a sperm donator, perhaps a family friend. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just saying it was a very. You, you know, know this guy could be a psycho. Fertility treatments are not cheap. True. Sometimes true. rando hot hitchhiker is the best <laughs> option. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And did you hear about the Los Angeles Angels baseball organization, Jim? No. They were on a um, a 13-game losing streak heading into their game Wednesday night against the Red Sox. So they decided to mix things up, right? Baseball, very superstitious. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to break this slump, guys, we got to mix it up. What can we do? And the idea they came up with was, what if we all uh, choose Nickelback songs as our walk-up tunes? <laughs> so every player... In the game, chose a different Nickelback song <laughs> as their walk-up tunes as they made their way to the plate. I'm a little confused. Is this to pump the boys up? Because Nickelback's a hard rocking band, or is this like when in high school they'll play Justin Bieber nonstop until they raise enough money for charity to stop the pain? So maybe the Nickelback was to throw the Red Sox off their game more than it was to pump up the angels i know i think it's punishing the angels and say one of you guys better get on base here or get an rbi or we're gonna play nickelback Nickelback for the entire season or is it like let's go boys we need some nickelback because you know it's a divisive band yeah you go you're either one on one side or the other usually i don't 100 percent know what the strategy was But I did just to switch things up. I do know it didn't work. <laughs> oh, no. They lost the game Wednesday night. Oh. But last night, they broke the slump. They uh, beat the Sox with a score of 5-2. to two. There we go. I'm not sure if last night they were doing the Nickelback thing still, though. But, I mean, technically it worked. One game, you did it, and the next game you won. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you guys, the Nickelback renaissance is coming. Hmm. Everybody, oh, I hate Nickelback. I hate Nickelback. Uh, it's it's cool to say you hate Nickelback, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's cooler? Not doing what everyone else is doing. Sure. That's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one uh, trendsetter who says, no, Nickelback's a great band. When you see them perform live, they've got the pyro. They're engaging with the crowd. They've got some huge hits. Nickelback rocks. <laughs> and then that one person will start a snowball effect. Yeah. And Nickelback will once again take their throne. Just needs to be the right influencer to stay it. To as, say it. as the greatest rock band in the world. Okay, let's not. <laughs> it's coming. I mark my words. I can't wait to say I told you so. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Today is the last day to enter. The Taz and Jim Dad Bod Pageant. Do you have that uh, new song there, Jim, that you made? My belly might jiggle, jiggle, and roll. Going to drink and grill a little, for sure. Working on my dad bod, you know. Pile the kids in the Kia, grab a couple pizza. Way 222 with a bad back, mustache. But I can still note the grass got a hammock to relax in the daytime. Sipping sunbush, bush light. <laughs> 
The bad back hits a little too close to home, buddy. <laughs> that's hilarious. If you don't recognize this song, that's like some Instagram TikTok song that's being used in like all these videos now. Yeah, some British uh, newscaster did a rap in one of his stories like years ago, and yeah. it's gone viral. Weird what, what becomes a hit. <laughs> well, you could be a hit. Dad Bod Pageant coming up Thursday. Virtually, we're doing it online again. So you can involve your props, your yard, your family, whatever. Your lawnmower. Your lawnmower. We had a couple of lawnmowers last time around. Remember the one guy's uh, talent was he could hold two beers? Or did he have a beer in one hand, a steak in the other hand? Yeah, hand steak. And he was able to push his lawnmower with his belly holding down the the safety stop lever Mm -hmm. on the lawnmower handle. Quite impressive. Because his gut kind of hung over top of it there. Mm -hmm. And he was mowing the lawn hands-free with his belly. (laughs) That's a talent, folks. (laughs) Yeah, you got the talent competition. You got the uh, Q&A. It's a ton of fun. We're going to have some good laughs on Thursday evening. And if you want to get into the competition, if you've got a sweet dad bod, Last day to enter is today. Send us a picture of your bod. Tell us why you think you should be named Mr. Dad Bod 2022, why you you should be wearing the coveted duct tape sash. And you could be walking away with a, a beautiful charcoal grill from our friends at Beachcomber Hot Tubs. All the details, if you want in, online now at fm96.com and y108.ca. You're listening to Taz and Jim. Peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He joins us taking a look at soccer news Good news for Canada, specifically Toronto and Vancouver. What's up, Dev? Yeah, there is a report floating around that Toronto and Vancouver will be announced next week as the host cities for Canada's portion of the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Now, the 2026 World Cup will be different because it's going to be hosted by Canada, the United States, and Mexico. It's also different because they are expanding from the 32 teams that are going to be playing, or countries, I should say, 32 countries that are playing in Qatar in November to 48 countries in 2026. So you have more countries, you have more games. There'll be 80 games total in 2026. Canada is going to get 10 of them, and it looks like those games will be split between Toronto and Vancouver. It's going to be pretty cool. Wow, that's a substantial increase from 32 to 48. It really is. Uh, it's. I mean, it's all money. <laughs> I mean, uh, why not have more money if you're FIFA and everyone loves the World Cup? Um, to me, I, I like it at 32. 32 is a good number. The World Cup isn't exactly a short tournament. So going from 32 to 48 is going to extend it. But uh, it also will make it easier for teams like Canada in the future, even though I think they've reached the next level in terms of international soccer competition, to make the World Cup in the future. Yeah, it kind of sucks that they're doing this at this time when Canada's good enough to make it anyway. Yeah. Like if they were on the <laughs> cusp. Years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, get your name in the lottery. That's how they do it, right? Uh, for World Cup tickets, I think it's a lottery. And if you're lucky enough to get some of those tickets to the Toronto games, 
Man, that's going to be a good time. It'll cost a lot, too. Those tickets will not be cheap. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I just ran down to the Tim Hortons and uh, and grabbed myself a coffee. While I was standing in line, Jim, I heard a voice behind me. I turn around, and there's a guy standing there trying to get my attention. He's, he's in line, uh-huh. and he's been standing behind me for a minute or two okay. as we wait to uh, get up to the till. He looks like he's a little down on his luck. He says, uh, excuse me, can you buy my coffee? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I can buy your coffee. Okay. <laughs> what do you say? It's a pretty good move by the guy. Because, yeah, if you say two bucks, you say, oh, sorry, I only have debit or something. But right. he knows you're going up to the counter to order your own. Can you buy my coffee? So I said, sure, I'll buy your coffee. So now we're waiting, and it's kind of kind of awkward, right? Also, everyone else in line heard him ask, will you buy my coffee? So, uh, now you're on the spot. <laughs> I'm on the spot. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy your coffee. Never seen this guy before. I don't know him at all. Um, so he's waiting, and, and I start thinking about it while he's behind me. I'm like, listen, if this this guy's, you know, this could make his day, then and he can have a coffee. And I'm like, I'll, I'll even get him a muffin or something. Whoa. Right? So we get up there, and I, I turn around. I'm like, what kind of coffee do you want? And he says to the lady, I'll take a... Uh, Extra large, triple, triple. I'm like, whoa, easy, buddy. Extra large. <laughs> you're, really, you're really going for it here. Yeah, they, these sugars, they're free, right? <laughs> they better be. If, but if but you, he did, he did. Yeah, yeah he if, took it to the next level. If you had asked somebody to buy you a coffee, wouldn't you go like medium, just out of courtesy, be like, thank you for buying the coffee. I'll take a medium. And they, I would might have said, hey, are you sure you don't want an extra large? At least he didn't go for the 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 office carton that <laughs> serves like eleven right. people. I'll take four Beebs brews, please. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> so I, I said, "Hey, man, you want something to eat too?" And he said, uh, "Yeah, I'll uh, look it up on the board. <laughs> like, I'll have a farmer's wrap." I'm like, "Give him a farmer's wrap." Uh, and I said, "What's your name?" He told me his name. I gave him a fist bump. I said, "Hey." Now it's your turn. Go out there and do something nice for someone today. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, what's the over under that he does something nice for someone today? You, see, this is you, huh. you never know. You can't but, do it. You can't give for that reason. I hope he's happy with his enormous coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to be very alert for all his good work he's doing today and with a full belly. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, if you can make someone's day, you make someone's day. But, sure. Uh, I say good on you. It's a meal. You know, he got a meal. Sure. And... Imagine if he was just a construction worker who just didn't shower last <laughs> he, night. <laughs> he does it every day. It's a good move. You're right. Instead of saying, hey, do you have any change? Who has change mm-hmm. in their pocket nowadays? Nobody. But you know that I'm paying for my coffee mm-hmm. somehow, so hop on board that train. You know you should say, though, sorry, I'm already, I'm already in overdraft. That's the new I have no change. <laughs> or if you can, buy a guy a coffee. That buy too, a guy a coffee. if you have the money. I'm a little surprised that we're getting backlash over this. I just told the story down at the Tim Hortons. I was waiting in line to buy coffee. There was a guy behind me. Uh, he said, hey, hey, I turn around. Hey, can you buy my coffee? He looked like he was down on his luck. I thought about it for a second. I said, sure, buddy, I'll buy your coffee. 
got up there. He ordered uh, the largest coffee you can order. Okay, that's one thing. I asked if he was hungry. Would you like a sandwich? He said, yeah, I'll take a wrap. So I bought him breakfast as well. I thought it was a nice thing to do. And he kind of put me on the spot, right? You didn't really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Here is a text message from a Taz and Jim listener. Taz, you're part of the problem. Stop rewarding people for doing nothing. Now this guy tells his friends they all start hanging out in Timmy's asking people to buy them coffee. It's like feeding seagulls french fries at the beach. He's probably laughing right now about the sucker who just bought him breakfast. He's probably not laughing about it. I'm sure he's probably happy. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with buying somebody some food. Relax, bud. Yeah, part of it was because I was feeling generous. The other part was (laughs) he put me in a situation in front of all those people, and I didn't (laughs) want them to think poorly of me. I thought I was doing the nice thing here. It wasn't nice enough. That's the problem. You should have given him your car keys, (laughs) a suit to go to a job interview. You didn't do enough. Yeah, I have, I've stopped giving spare change. If I have change, I won't give it to people on the street. Yeah, no, I've heard people who actually work with the homeless saying, please don't, because it actually keeps them on the street longer than if they went to a shelter, which there are generally beds uh, available, and and a lot of people choose not to use them because they're able to live on the street because of the money that people give them. Yeah. Out of the goodness of their own hearts. It's it's a nice thing to do, but it's actually counterproductive. Some of these guys are raking in pretty substantial uh, amounts of change when they're out there. The guys in the intersections... That's the that's the one I really don't like. If everyone stops giving the people in the intersections money, yeah, maybe they'll get out of the intersections and go somewhere else trying yeah. to trying to get some change. Dude, honestly, how long until that guy at the intersection has a Visa tap? No joke, because you can get them on your phones now for like a artisans or if you sell like a, if you're a clothing company or small, just starting out. You yeah. get it on your Do you phone. Have any, sorry, it's I don't have any change. Oh, that's okay. I take debit. <laughs> Damn it. Just tap right here, sir. Uh, but that's dangerous, having people in the intersection. It distracts drivers. Like, Yeah, it, it does make me nervous when they're... Uh, sometimes they come out and they'll go to the next lane over, too. You know, Like, they'll be in traffic, not just on the median. It's so funny uh, trying to avoid eye contact, because you do feel guilty yeah, if you lock eyes. But yeah. that's what they're counting on, I guess. That's yeah. That's when you feel compelled. I usually look straight at. I mean, my heart goes out to them, but there, there's absolutely. I don't know how much help I'm going to do. Absolutely, and the problem is there's people out there who legitimately need a little help so they can get back on track. Then there's other people who just take advantage of the generosity of strangers. Yeah, and then they'll leave that median, go to the gas station parking lot, and drive a BMW home. We've (laughs) seen it! With a full tank of premium. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.